Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. All right, welcome to our podcast, Legally Sound Smart Business, where we cover business in the news and answer some of your business legal questions. My name is Nasser Pasha. My name is Matt Staub. And we are at number 99 episodes. Or no, what are we at? 100. Oh, 100. Yeah, that's right. 100 episodes uh, recording live in, where are we right now, Matt? This is your pad. Oh, yeah. Comerge in San Diego. Finally made it out here. Voted one of the top co-working spaces yeah. in the nation. Number three co-working space in the U.S. Recently voted. Voted by Matt and Nasser <laughs> yeah. Pasha. I didn't like it number one, but we'll work you out of here for a while. So, yeah. So, we're recording in San Diego together for the first time ever after 100 episodes and probably last. It's not really live, though, because this is going to be edited. Oh, that, that's true. It's not live streaming. Yeah, though we do have a very wide live audience in the lobby. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of people here for some reason that showed up. Yeah. <laughs> Not for us, though. Well, there's a lot of seats. So there's a lot of space for people to sit. There's a lot of people outside. I don't think we're going to do any questions this time around, but we're going to have a nice update on some of the old stories that we've covered in these past years, less than a year, but in our last 100 episodes or 99 episodes. And so what do we have starting off? Well, I figured what's the best place to start than episode number one. And this is actually pretty funny. So I'll give a little background for every story we do just so if people didn't listen. No, they listened. Everyone's listened to every episode. First episode, we talked about Arian Foster, the NFL player, how he was going to it was basically an IPO for him, sort of how to put it. He was going to get paid $10 million for 20% stake of his future income. So contracts, endorsements, other other business ventures. So we talked about this on October. We Let's see. Well, actually, I guess it came out October 21st. I don't know. We recorded before that. And he got injured on October 20th and was out for the season. So he actually never played a... He got hurt on the game on the 20th, play, you know, had four carries and then didn't play the rest of the year. So Fantex, which was the company that was supposed to do this $10 million offering, ended up just kind of pulling out on this and or postponing it. I don't know if it's going to ever circle back around because he's playing this year. And he's today we're recording on a Sunday. He's, he's questionable for today, but he actually has played a couple games. Yeah, I feel like we had cause of his injury or something because we basically called that as one of the, the biggest risk in investing is that these running backs get injured all the time. Right. Literally within a week. I think we recorded on a Friday and that's Sunday that occurred, right? Yeah, that would have been it. Yeah, because it was, came out on Monday the day after. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we recorded on Friday. He gets in. Forget what he heard. Here's something, obviously, seriously on Sunday. And then Monday, the episode came out. So our first episode ever. And it was already. Uh, yeah. If you guys remember, it was kind of the, a novel way to raise funds for him. But what was weird is that there was no company. So what exactly is the investment you're He's basically selling future profits that are associated with deals that he makes. But again, it's not really a business. So it was so strange, but I don't know. It seems like gambling to me, if anything. Yeah. And the thing is with NFL contracts, you get your guaranteed money, but so many of them, the way they're structured, you can just cut players at any time, especially running backs who lose. For them, it's the quickest they lose it of any player. So I don't know. This didn't make sense from the beginning. And obviously, you know, it didn't work out, but 
he's had a couple good games this year, so maybe they'll think about it again. But he's not going to. He's definitely not going to get that ten million dollar valuation anymore. Yeah, that's for sure. Which is not uncommon for other IPOs. I mean, we just had the big one, Alibaba, that one uh, Chinese e-commerce site. And they actually increased their valuation before the IPO was launched because it was just so much buzz. But I don't know what's going on with it now. But anyway, so that's fun stuff. Very funny. Update number one, our own version of the, well, there's the Madden curse. There's the Sports Illustrated curse. But I guess the, the Legally Sound Smart Business curse. Yeah. I guess we talked about other players. Yeah. I don't know how they worked out. We did talk about, well, we're going to the Chargers game today. We are going to the Chargers game. Jacksonville. Don't mention any play. Who do you not like? Just mention them, and they'll probably get hurt today. <laughs> I don't think I can name one person on the Jaguars team. Uh, I can name a couple, but yeah, their new rookie quarterback is supposed to have his first start today, so okay. that'll probably go over poorly. Is that what they're changing up because of their zero three record well, right now? Or yeah, I think I'm. Tr- I didn't see last week's game. I did see a person with a Jaguars jersey on really Seaport oh. Village. I was thinking. I don't know any Jaguars fans. I don't zero. think they exist. <laughs> I think they're all in Seaport Village. Yeah. Are you solid? That's in San Diego, by the way. I think people got that. <laughs> all right, so we'll get to the next one we have. This was a fun one, too. Ryan Seacrest's BlackBerry. What was what was the name of it? Typo? The typo. The Typo. So if you recall, we talked about this. He created this attachment to the phone to a BlackBerry. Well, was it? No, to an iPhone. To an iPhone, yeah. yeah. But it looked like the BlackBerry. Yeah, because they basically G-pad. took the best part of the BlackBerry, which was the keyboard, yeah. and slapped it on an iPhone. So we at the time, I think, thought it looked pretty similar. Yeah. And that's what a court ruled. There was a, when was this back in end of March, it looks like? A San Francisco court granted a preliminary injunction against Typo, prohibiting the company from selling it because they were selling it. So bad news for Seacrest, but he came out, of course, with a Typo 2. Very original name. Yeah. <laughs> Which more or less looks like the same. I, I don't... It's like the exact same thing, it looks like. So well, Last time we posted a comparison between the Typo and the BlackBerry keyboard, I want to see another picture comparing the Typo 1 versus the Typo 2. Wait, wait, is, is the picture they're showing the Typo yeah, 2? that's a Typo 2. No way. It yeah. looks exactly the same. <laughs> I don't really get what he changed. But at the same time, like, and I think we discussed this before, is what's the difference between a keyboard? There's not very many variances that you can add in there. Yeah. But, I mean, BlackBerry's keyboard was pretty cool. And I say was because I don't think anyone uses BlackBerry's anymore. Yeah, they just had the new release of their, uh, what's the name of it? The new Black BlackBerry 2? No. Um, Obviously, Seacrest isn't part of their marketing team. What is the name? The BlackBerry Passport. Oh. Sounds awesome. <laughs> I saw numbers for it a couple of days ago. Like they sold, I want to say they sold like half a million in some small period of time, but like the same period of time, iPhone sold like 10 million. <laughs> it was just like outrageous. Obviously the people don't like the BlackBerry anymore. I'm looking at it now. Do you know what the funniest part of it is that the keyboard is completely different. Is that touchscreen or is it a, uh, I think the keyboard's touchscreen, is it? I don't know. I haven't even really looked at it. I, no, it, it is a keyboard. It looks oh, like. is it the one that's just a rectangle? It's the size of a passport, basically. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is different. Okay, well. It's actually kind of cool. So that's why Seacrest has this new thing that... Probably going to buy one. Because this definitely looks less like the old BlackBerry keyboards. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, obviously, they're trying to sell to, to business people. And in this sense, I'm guessing international business people because of the passport but well they have a new ceo too i think i think he was trying to push it this way okay 
You know, the fact that they got a preliminary injunction, it's not a win, but it practically is. Yeah. You know, because a preliminary injunction, in order for it in the patent world to actually be implemented, the judge has to basically decide that there's a likelihood of success. And think about it. You're walking into a courtroom and the judge is pretty much saying, well, looks like they're going to win without much evidence of before them yet. That's not really a good starting point. Yeah. Well, I don't know about BlackBerry or Seacrest. I don't know if any of these things are going to work. I guess this will be episode number 200. We'll see if uh, (laughs) BlackBerry follows up with the typo two to see if they want to include that in the lawsuit as well. Well, I think before I made the comment how this is the best news, the best PR that BlackBerry has gotten. Oh, yeah. Because they hadn't done anything. Well, the problem is is half their publicity is coming from us. You know, we should really get paid money. Well, we should mention that we actually struck a deal with BlackBerry and our podcasts just come automatically preloaded on the BlackBerry Passport. (laughs) Yeah, but then wait, that wasn't a great deal because we don't get that many listeners from that aspect. The same deal that you two struck with Apple. So <laughs> we have the same thing. Yeah. You can see where each of these respective, well, I don't know. You two's an aging band. They're not popular. Yeah, we're fresh. We're on the rise. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to do another football update. Half our episodes were on football. That's true. Or pizza. I guess we killed this guy's career too. Well, he hasn't done anything yet. So Johnny Manziel, because we talked about the trademark, the house that Johnny built how there was some controversy over filing the trademark and whether Texas A&M owned it or, you know, what have you. So I guess the first update is this, that Manziel is now filing for his 10th trademark. Keep in mind, this is someone who played one snap last game. It was his first play in the NFL, but there was a penalty. So I guess that gets negated. So I don't think that counts as actually playing yet. So he's never played? They ran this trick play for him where it looked like he was on the field, looked like he was <laughs> arguing with the... I'm not kidding. It looked like he was arguing with the coach standing on the field. They hiked it because the other team thought he was just arguing. Then he sprinted down the line. They threw it to him. He caught it, but there was a penalty for, <laughs> I think, a legal formation. Yeah, so the, that means the play never happened yeah. according to that rule. That's funny. I feel like if I ever played for the NFL, that would happen to me. I would never get to actually play. That's fine. You still get paid. I mean, he's getting good money to play or to not play, I guess. Money's uh, not everything, Matt. It's the glory. Yeah, I mean, he'll play at some point. He's a rookie. So, But the house that Johnny built, I was looking into this, and there was one that was filed December 27th, 2013 by Fitch Estate Sales, whole proprietorship in Texas. Rachel Fitch. I don't know who that is. I'm thinking this may be another Arian Foster thing because it's like there's so much build up. He's filed his 10th trademark. Most businesses don't have that many trademark, let alone just an individual that plays football, not to diminish what he does. But And Johnny Cleveland, not the best. <laughs> I like the house that Johnny built a little bit well, better. Well, that's what I was saying. The house that Johnny built, there's been two trademarks that have been filed. He is the second one on January 29th of this year. Filed later, Yeah, right? but this one by someone in Texas was filed earlier. Huh. And it looks like it's the same. Thing. But that was this year, right? It might still be challenged. Yeah, well, the, the first one was December of 2013, and then Manziel, or whatever weird company he has, of the 50 companies he has, filed in January. That's the other thing, too. He's got, what was it, John, what's his company? Johnny 2, J-Man 2, something weird. I don't know who's going to actually be using these trademarks at the end of the day if he doesn't do well, if he doesn't play. <laughs> he never plays. <laughs> That's the thing is like there's possible value behind these, but he has to play at yeah, some he has point. To play, so. Well, he has all these endorsements too, just because he's popular. Cleveland's on the rise with LeBron coming back, but yeah, he's the number one best-selling jersey on the NFL site. So obviously he really? has, yeah, he has value, but I know why because for the first time ever like Cleveland has some kind of hope and yeah. and they have such a fan base they're like, "Oh, okay. They've been waiting to buy a jersey 
for someone that they like. Yeah, I don't know the last time they had a player that was really. I mean, Jamal Lewis maybe a long time a while ago, but they haven't had a player worth anything. I haven't paid attention to the Browns since they became the Baltimore Ravens. They moved, remember? Yes. Then the Browns came back. Yeah, which is, doesn't make any sense. We we're going through these updates, but I don't know if we related this to like our listeners, small, medium-sized businesses. <laughs> if you're in a business filing trend trademarks, we get these questions all the time. I mean, obviously you want to file a trademark for things that you're actually using and have some value in it. But at the same time, filing a trademark is not that expensive. But the problem no. is you also have to use it in order to maintain your trademark protection. You can't just come up with an idea. Otherwise, you have to file for a statement of use. Yeah. That's another thing. Is he even using this trademark if he's not playing? I think technically, if I was a USBTO, I'd be like, you have to actually play a game in order to get these trademarks. Well, I think he's, he's probably selling merchandise with it on there is my guess. No, so. he has to play the game. That's the rule. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a funny one, too. I can't find it now, but it was like the span. Oh, Juanito football. Uh, he, he didn't file for that. It's a Spanish version of Johnny football. It was allowed and subsequently registered by a person not tied to Manziel and without his permission. So oh, that's a good one. Actually, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> It'd be good if he was playing in Texas, but Cleveland doesn't seem a good fit for that. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know how much of a Spanish Spanish draw. He's yeah. He's from Texas, played in college there, but yeah, in, in Cleveland, not probably not the biggest Spanish-speaking population. So what else we have? Airbnb squatter. This was more recent. We talked about this, how at the time someone had kind of beat the system and basically got a free place to stay at this condo in California. We forgot to mention it, but we were guests on another podcast where oh, yeah. we talked about all the legal aspects of Airbnb. And we talked a little bit about this. We didn't really update it, but just the risk of, uh, we talked a little bit more about how renting out your space comes with so much risk that you really have to know exactly what you're doing. It's not as easy as people think. And I know this guy was in California. Oh, this is in Palm Springs, right? Yeah. Yeah. And California has like pretty strict landlord tenant laws in favor of the tenant. Mm -hmm. So they got this guy out, huh? Yeah. And it looks like Airbnb kind of footed you know for any additional expense or whatever really? yeah they kind of footed the bill and that's cool that's the move to make i mean for that it's not that much money it's not them. that much exactly yeah because especially they got so much publicity that's the issue too the funny thing too i mean just to update kind of the facts was this woman i don't think she was even close to where her condo was so she wasn't around or maybe she just didn't want to go there she kind of had people walking around <laughs> all the time just checking it out and one day he, the guy just left and there wasn't like really any damage or anything you know normal wear and tear <laughs> so he was, he was just okay so he was just chilling there yeah it could have been worse definitely could have been worse we, did we mention on the podcast how he had that forty thousand dollar kickstarter campaign yeah. that he I, I don't remember if we talked about <laughs> it was an update but it wasn't yeah that guy basically was he's had two campaigns right he's had one where he got a bunch of money he was yeah. still finishing it up and it's been delayed a bunch of times but then he had another one that he was raising more funds for which reminds me of that south park south park oh episode, yeah which talks about <laughs> I'm not a fan at all. Matt told me about it, but that was a great episode. Well, what, I don't. I hadn't watched South Park in years, but I. It was about the NFL, and then it was about like Kickstarter. I was like, I gotta check this out. Trademarks because it was, they talked about the Redskins, which we it could was have pretty did. funny. Took some shots at the Kickstarter community for sure, or the startup community too, because basically it's true. These guys post these projects, and there's very little obligation. They're basically asking people to invest in their company with no return. Yeah, <laughs> you know. They get some kind of uh, product or whatever. Well, the Kickstarters that are good are, and I think most of them try to be like this, is where 
you're almost buying a product. Yeah, you're just pre-sales. Yeah, that's all it is, pre-sale. And I don't know. But if sometimes you, it's not always like that, though. Yeah, I feel because sometimes you pay five bucks, you get a button with their logo on it or something like. Yeah, that. I never really understood that. I mean, unless I knew the person, I wouldn't really want to give money for something. I'm just paying for you to help create your product or to do nothing. Yeah. Which was with the South Park. The premises is that they use the Redskins trademark because if you recall, we also covered that how Redskins lost their trademark protection on a USPTO and so forth. And uh, I don't know, I thought that was pretty interesting. Three football updates we've done so far. <laughs> well, it is related to the law. Sunday, like I said, it's football. Football Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And we're going to the game here in a couple hours, so Yep. Oh, actually, (laughs) another football story. Oh, nice. Wow. That wasn't even intentional. I just was looking down the line of what we had. (laughs) Well, this is a request. I asked my wife who listens to maybe a quarter of the episodes, which... uh, (laughs) At least she listened to this one. I go, yeah, she did, because I said, are there any episodes... Jokingly asked her, are there any episodes you want to update on? She said, yeah, the one of the Oakland Raiders cheerleaders. I was like, oh, okay, well, guess I'll look into it, because if you recall at the time... It seemed like a poorly structured lawsuit. Oh, yeah. Because they kind of went after the wrong people. And the the NFL was basically saying, we're immune to these labor lawsuits. You need to go after the actual franchise. I guess that's what they did because they just had a settlement (laughs) for one point. With the local Raiders. Yeah. Settlement with the Raiders for $1.25 million. And then I think that covers 90 of the cheerleaders over however many years spent. Yeah, 90 women over... uh, since 2010, 2011. So oh, okay. yeah. dating back a few seasons, 90 cheerleaders, 1.25 million. It's pretty good. And this is in addition to the fact that ever since this kind of surfaced, the Raiders have upped their pay. And fixed everything. Basically, yeah, they basically, right? instead of paying them, and this is, I don't know how they got around this, other than the poor pay, they were paying them at the end of the season. Oh, <laughs> So they weren't even paying them every That's two terrible. weeks. They were, so they were working the entire year, they're just paying, giving them a check for like minimum wage. I mean, I know the Raiders aren't like the best, most richest team in the NFL, but it's still an NFL team. I mean, geez. And I think they might've been only paying them for like the actual game time. So like practicing and all that stuff didn't count. I want to say. And if they were late, they would get penalized. And so we definitely missed an update because the first news article talks about how NFL is being sued for this and being the wrong party. And then all of a sudden the Raiders are the ones settling. So Obviously, they listened to our podcast and fixed their lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. That can be the only explanation. Only explanation. It's funny because the settlement's like what they're supposed to do anyway, but now they're being paid minimum wage. They're paid every two weeks, et cetera. And then they have this weird complex formula on getting their wages back from previous uh, seasons. I just can't believe they paid them a lump sum at the end of the season. Like that doesn't... Even if they were contractors, right? Even if they were... It's so insane. I mean, that's a... Because the NFL season is... I mean... Just from the start, the first game to the end, it's 17 weeks. <laughs> that's not even counting the time when, like, preseason and all that. So that's such a long period of time to just not get compensated for anything. And check this out, too. Like, it's not like they're being paid an employee, like, $30,000 at the end of the year. Their annual compensation for the entire season was $1,250. Can you imagine that? I mean, like, how many tickets is that in any given game, right? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. That's why the NFL has a lot of problems. The fact that it's a nonprofit. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's not a coincidence that the NFL keeps coming up in this stuff. I mean, if you go back even further with Junior Seau, right? Oh, yeah. And the whole controversy regarding concussions and things like that and how the NFL's handled that all the way to 
how they handle the cheerleaders of the teams, how they handle this domestic violence issue and the trademark issues with this racist team name in Washington. Yeah. A lot of problems. I guess I'm just looking through this more now, too, is there's other cheerleader groups from teams that have filed. So Cincinnati, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, New York Jets. There's also, it looks like a second lawsuit pending against the Raiders. One of the biggest questions, in fact, I was in Northern California giving this presentation on some contracts and someone asked me, well, you know, no one does that in our industry, like basically kind of pushing back a little bit, which is good, you know, but here is the NFL Every team probably handles their cheerleaders the exact same way. And just because everyone else in your industry does it doesn't mean that that's correct. And it's the companies that actually are a little bit more cognizant of these issues that become leaders. I mean, think about it. If you're the only company that is compliant with the law and all the other companies in your industry go down because of something like that or penalized by it, you're going to benefit. Compliance is important. Somehow, too, I just saw this. Someone got their hands on the... Secret Oakland Raiders Cheerleaders Handbook. Ah, secret, huh? Which uh, is it like a secret menu? It doesn't paint the. That's uh, pretty bad. I don't know. I want. I'm interested. Are you looking at it? Look no, at I'm the, trying to find it. The, is it in the the bottom of that article? A there. horrible Raiderettes handbook. Yeah. This is interesting. This is a little dramatic too. I have in my possession a copy of the super secret official Oakland Raiderettes handbook, which outlines employment policies, the etiquette to football's fabulous females. There's dining etiquette. Addresses how to eat food in front of other people. Uh, very important. <laughs> uh, just basically, it was very demeaning to the cheerleaders and the females in general. I mean, obviously, it's the NFL. The funniest thing, too, is this is going to be really interesting. I don't know if you know this or if you remember. So I think it's in October. Every season, the NFL has like the breast cancer awareness where like everything's pink. Yeah. They're going to do it again this year, I'm sure. But like, are they going to really act like they really care about women? Like, after it's all true. the things that it, it, That's a good point. When that comes up this year, it's like, I mean, hey, it, we actually care about women. It's like, well, you obviously don't if you've seen anything you've done in the last season. Th- there's already controversy surrounding that charity in the first place of how much money that doesn't go to actual research. But yeah, yeah you're right. That's a huge deal. And also look at a section called rehearsal absentee and missed games policy. So if you guys recall, they weren't being paid for rehearsal. But not only that, if they were late, if you miss a Saturday rehearsal or weekday rehearsal, you will not be allowed to cheer that game. This means you will be fined one and a half absences for the missed rehearsal and $125 will be deducted from your end of season pay (laughs) for not performing on the game day. You will be notified if you are required to perform the pregame and or halftime routine and then remain in the dressing room for the duration of the game. (laughs) That's so ridiculous. That's hilarious. Since three lates equal one absence and missing one rehearsal before a game is one and a half absences, you can find yourself with no salary at all at the end of the season. (laughs) Why even show up at that point? Oh, wow. It's not surprising they settled for $1.25 million. Yeah. Who knows if that's even enough? I don't know how long that goes and how many people it covers. But, well, uh, welcome to the minimum wage, yeah. the Raiderettes. And the Raiders are just a terrible franchise anyway. So. Yeah, Chargers rule. They're playing in London right now as we speak. What? The London game. Against two. Miami. I don't know why they do that. It's weird. Because they're trying to expand. They're gonna they want to they have a team in London, which would be the worst thing that's ever. That's the worst thing. I mean, yeah. Play. Imagine let, if you played for that team, you're just traveling nonstop. Yeah, it's awful. I mean, maybe when traveling, it's a little bit better. But if you had to go there once a year, it's not that bad. But if you're the team that's playing in London, if your eight of your home games are in London, then your other eight games are randomly, <laughs> you know, sporadically thrown out throughout the U.S. Yeah, like, oh, we got to go to Seattle this week. Yeah, you would spend most of your time in the U.S. Uh, it's terrible. 
Really terrible. All right. I support it. All right. So we have one more update on what else is better than a podcast update. We talked about the awful patent trolls that went after the podcasting industry, Adam Carolla, Mark Marin, a bunch of those guys, a bunch of the big wigs. So it turns out there is a joint motion to dismiss without prejudice, right? Yep. Without, without prejudice, meaning that if they wanted to come back, they could. But basically, once they did the discovery, they found out, turns out these podcasters don't make enough money for us to really go after you. So <laughs> I just want to drop the case. And I remember at the time when this news first came out, these patent trolls or whoever was representing them wanted to drop the case. And I know Adam Carolla, maybe other ones too, said, nope, we don't want to do that. You guys started this, you see it out. And then I guess at some point it just kind of... This is someone who raised all of his money through... It was crowdfunding, but it yeah, wasn't, it wasn't Kickstarter. It was, it was, I think he did like FundMe. Yeah, FundMe, I think that, it was, yeah. Which is great. I mean, obviously, he's fighting our fight, too, because if they knew how much we got paid from our sponsors for this podcast, we would be next on the list, you yeah. know? I mean, we're not like the other podcasts that don't make a lot of money. So, <laughs> just so you guys know. Yeah, that's an update from us. <laughs> we just wanted to brag a little bit about that aspect. So of what's going to be new now that we've done 100 episodes? What's going to be new moving forward? That's a good question. I think we're still going to talk about how I hate Yelp and I still boycott them. <laughs> I think we're going to still talk about how sauce is more important than the crust in our pizza place, which we're going to start sauce v. crust, right? We decided today. Matt's, that is a good name. I'll have to give you that. Yeah. Well, I hope no one takes it, but sauce v. crust, and you'll be back in the kitchen advising the cook on some pizza ingredients and recipes. Sauce v. crust. Yeah. That is a good fun. name. I do like that. As we also give legal advice in the front, front of the recipe. Yeah. We didn't really do a good job tying any of this to like actual small businesses <laughs> that's true oh yeah it was a fun episode you know just well, we want to do something different for episode 100 so we did two things different i oh. guess there's a lot of things but basically <laughs> everything we did was different from yeah well, that's okay what we normally do we, we should also cover more uber and lyft <laughs> yeah. well i don't know lyft is just i don't hear about them anymore by the way i decided to i didn't make it official but i'm boycotting uber too because of their just bad business practices. And when I was in San Francisco, the taxi cabs were almost just as expensive. You do have to pay a tip, but pretty much a similar price. So. There was another company, too, that just kind of got thrown in with all this and that I saw, at least in California, Sidecar, which Sidecar. I hadn't heard of. There's car to go which is pretty big in San Diego. I yeah, car to go and there's also Zipcar. Zipcar, yeah. But there's Sidecar. Smartphone app matches everyday people in their own car with people nearby for shared rides. Okay. okay. Oh, so it's like a shared. It's like, it's a, like carpool, a carpool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. They just in both Los Angeles and San Francisco City filed. I don't know if it was a lawsuit or whatever, but basically alleging some fraudulent activity of Uber because they made some representations of their background checks. And just when I was in Northern California, there was a local news article about how some Uber driver like beat some of the passengers to like <laughs> like had this big like he might lose one eye or something, but. Uh, uh, wow. That's Uber for you. No, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so if you guys are listening and you're in town in San Diego, I'll see you guys at the game. <laughs> yeah. Even though this will be released was, later, a few days yeah, later. Middle of the week next week. But be pretty fun. confident about the Chargers' chances today. They're going up against a pretty bad team. Yeah, we'll enjoy ourselves. Yeah, should be a fun time. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us. Our 100th episode and looking forward to a few more. Keep it sound, keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. 
Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com. All right. What podcast are we recording today? The number or the the name of the no, podcast? The, the name, what, yeah, which podcast? I, I record so many. So. Illegally unsound to dumb business. Here we are. I own a restaurant. <laughs> okay, let me. I was for you. I wasn't expecting congratulations to be so short. All right, welcome to Legally Sound Smart Business. This is Nasser pa- Nasser not Nasser Pasha. <laughs> wow, I got my name. This is. And they talked about false advertising and trade libel. So libel. <laughs> Why trade libel. It? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I feel like you can yeah, pronounce they, it. You they can pronounce su- that both ways. So yeah, they sued for trade libel, but uh, I I lost my train of thought here. This is a, this is a great episode. That's just a standard thing that's that's gonna go with that. So <laughs> Fe- feeding time. <laughs> God. So Nasser Nasser got no, that, Nasser got no, hungry that, during the episode. <laughs> Preserve their anonymity. Is that a word? Anonymity. Yeah, you got it. That's right. Uh, but uh, anyway, I got distracted by that that word choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that may get pregnant. Yeah, and uh, I had a good point. I already forgot what it was. I I, I agree with your point with whatever it was. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, welcome to good. our. <laughs> Sorry, I, just, I, I like I like catching you off guard though. All right. All right. Welcome to, uh, no. Uh, oh yeah. Welcome to our podcast. No, hold on. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I hope this is, all, I hope this is all part of the intro. I want it all in there. Uh, please don't do that. Chris. Probably not the biggest Mexican speaking, uh, Mexican Spanish speaking. I know. Well, we, we speak American. This is why we don't record speak. on Sunday. Spanish speaking population. <laughs> You know what I was. Doing. I know. Let's let's cut class, that. Let's classic. cut that out. Hopefully, I, I hope we don't. But I, I understand if we do. And end scene.